The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, we are uh, just following up on our good friend Greg Kelly. You know, I was just on his show for the last few minutes and we were watching the um, – We were. I think it's amazing that they follow the plane. <laughs> and now – we got like an O.J. Simpson going. I call this an O.J. Simpson going on on television. They're following him on the George Washington Parkway. I want to tell you that I once made this trip in 11 minutes when I was associate attorney general. Of course, I had a Justice Department driver and I had to be in court in Miami. And the attorney general wouldn't let me out of a meeting. And... Um, my my staff that was going with me kept trying to tell him, and I figured I'm not going to let the attorney. I'm not going to. The judges just have to understand if the attorney general. But then I had a great driver, and we come down, and I, we had made it once in 15 minutes. And I said, "Can you make it at 11?" He said, "Don't worry." And I was there a minute early, and they didn't hold the plane. So he's literally driving the way they are, less than 20 minutes from the courthouse. The courthouse I know because I once cleared it out completely with Judge Webster for the Hinckley arraignment when Hinckley attempted to murder my hero, President Reagan. Do you know I had breakfast with President Reagan that day? And until she died, my mother had that picture next to her. And now I have it. And it's probably one of the four or five most important pictures I have other than my family. That man was, that man came, God uh, uh, gave us that man, came along after Jimmy Carter, and now Jimmy Carter looks like a good president compared to, the, I mean, first of all, let's let's start off with the fact that Jimmy Carter was an honest man, and a good man, and uh, yeah, he made a lot of mistakes, but not anywhere near, not anywhere near Dodo's mistakes. And and he was of sound mind. He, this guy isn't. And I can't. I would. I mean, I would. Uh, I guess I'm willing to be prepared for anything. But I would be. Uh, there's no way that Jimmy Carter ever in his whole life took a bribe. In fact, most public officials that I know would consider anyone who took a bribe to be the scum of the earth. I did. I. I get. I. I. Um, in a certain way, get as angry about public officials who take bribes. And maybe the only thing worse for me are people who do harm to children. Murderers, too, of course, but I got pretty angry at the Nazis that I prosecuted. Not too many people get the chance to send Nazis off to their death. I did. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I thought uh, what, as well, watching him come in, with that very large motorcade, which I think is a mistake, by the way. I, I, I'm glad to see that the longest-serving police commissioner in New York history, and one of its very, very best, agrees that that motorcade is too damn big, and therefore a, 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 an alert. Now, this is, this is a, obviously much smaller than when he was president, uh, and much smaller than Biden has. I don't know if Biden's is bigger than his or smaller, but it looks to me about the same. But even with five, six cars, I mean, everybody knows there's somebody important there. You do a little bit with switching the cars around, but if if the terrorist is good, he's going to know what car it is. I just think there should be more deception to it and more uh, low-key 
Like, why put it on television? Oh, well. So now he's about 10 minutes away, going to go off, make a right, go up to Constitution. Maybe we'll pass the Justice Department. It should be all in black. You don't know where I was last night, right? Took a little trip down to Washington. I covered it with black. And uh, Garland, uh, Garland really doesn't come into work, so we didn't even notice it. He's probably on the beach with Biden. Do you think Biden makes, uh, um, Ted, do you think Biden uh, makes um, little castles when he sits there? He looks like, you know, he looks like um, they let the nursing home go to the beach that day. And they're going to teach him how to make little castles. Yeah, did you? I mean, that was amazing. The wife, the wife, a hundred feet of that. And the the wife shows no interest in him. She was reading a book or reading a book. It's like, I I think if she, I think if he interrupts her, she just ignores it. I hope she doesn't slap him around. You you have that elder abuse problem sometimes. How come no one ever comes up to him when he's on the beach? This is the president of the United (laughs) States and not one person turns and looks or says hi. I think they're afraid he's going to take them. He's a crook. Or is he going to start smelling their little girl? Not one person. Would you go if, if I have I suppose Andrew and I took Grace to the beach and he was at the beach. I'd leave. Not just because of him. I'd leave for Grace's sake. I don't want to smell it. Who the hell knows what he does when he does that smelling? I have never seen a man smell a woman's hair regularly and, and little girl's hair. That's got to be some kind of fetish or some kind of weird Weird thing. So let me let me get a few of the facts out so we can get to the telephone calls as we watch uh, a trip that I have made probably a thousand times because I, you know, I lived in Washington for six years on and off. I virtually lived in Washington for two years representing Trump, back and forth. But um, the judge, there's there's a fact about the judge that isn't being emphasized enough, and it's a fact that throws a right off the case. She comes, uh, would you believe it? And how could this be possible? She comes from the law firm that represented Burisma. Boys, Schiller, and Flexner. Represented uh, Burisma. And they were brought in by the fixer, the Bidens, to help the fix. And she was a member of that firm for years. They represented the most crooked company in Ukraine. Go look at the, go look at the records of the Obama State Department. George Kent explained that it's the most crooked company in Ukraine. The whole thing that, 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 uh, Shokin was corrupt and had stopped the investigation. You know how untrue that is? How could he have stopped the investigation when there is publicly a warrant that he served on February 1st, 2016, closing the business down. Go look at the newspapers. You don't close a business down when you close the investigation and you're not pursuing them. That's what occasioned the panic. I mean, you'll get the, uh, someday you'll get the whole story. I know it all. Uh, because I uncovered it. That, that uh, act by Burisma is what triggered, um, Biden was trying to get rid of Shokin going back to December. And tonight I'll play the, I'll play, uh, Shokin's testimony saying that Poroshenko, the president came to him and said, Biden wants you out. Can you, and basically said to him, can you go easy on Burisma? 
And he didn't really pay attention to it at first. Then in February, when he served the warrant and closed them down, uh, the, the, the Burisma people who had been, as you heard from Archer, going back uh, four or five months had been all over, uh, Arch, uh, been, been all over, uh, uh, Archer and, and, and Hunter to get Joe to use his influence, including the telephone call that Archer testified to. Well, when he did that, all, all hell broke loose. And uh, Zoshevsky went nuts. Zoshevsky now wanted his money's worth. This was what Biden was being paid for to get this case killed, if it ever were going to result in the business being taken from him. And Joe went into action. Now, you see, and I'm surprised the committee hasn't put these out and asked for the transcripts. There are four critical conversations that take place between February 1st and about February 16th. They're all about one hour, and they're between Biden and the president of Ukraine because it took it didn't happen the way he said that one little quick thing. It took a lot of pressure by Biden to get Shokin out because Shokin was a close friend of Poroshenko, and Shokin was not the crooked prosecutor that they make out. Uh, did he was he involved in minor corruption? He could have been. I mean, he'd be the exception in Ukraine if he wasn't. But was he involved in corruption like Zloshevsky and Poroshenko and Biden? No way. Just look at the guy's quality of life. When you, if you, if you, uh, if you tune into my show tonight at eight, you just take a look at him. Take a look at the little old man and tell me if that guy is uh, corrupt. If he is corrupt, he's probably the most inefficient corrupt guy you ever met because he didn't make any money. He got a little house. He dresses like a relatively poor guy. And I'll tell you, the Ukrainians show off their wealth. There's none of this mafia stuff we're going to pretend with because nobody does anything about corruption there. Look, 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 look at Zelensky. Zelensky knows that his predecessor got a $50 million bribe. And Zelensky's not doing a damn thing about it. Which means he tells everybody else it's perfectly okay to continue to go ahead and do it. He makes phony speeches and then they go, if you don't prosecute people for $50 million bribes other people are going to take. $2 million bribes and figure I'm okay. And nobody, and nobody cares that Biden is, is compromised here and can't make independent judgments about Ukraine because Zelensky, whether he's personally corrupt or not, is sitting on top of a corrupt government he's not doing a damn thing about. One of his biggest patrons is the guy who did all the money laundering has, has gotten away with it in, in, uh, in Ukraine. I mean, that guy could give you everything on Biden. All the times that money was laundered to them. But they, they're concealing it. Joe owes them big time, like he owes China big time. We can't have a president that owes countries. Because you know who loses that? The American people. Do Democrats care? No. What does that make them? Lousy Americans. And not only that, they don't seem to give a damn. This is, what, this is, what, this is my problem with Pence. Uh, Pence can be angry at Trump. Pence can hate Trump. Pence can have lots of reasons why Trump shouldn't be president. But one of them is not this indictment. You got, you got to, you got to be smart enough and you've got to be tough enough to defend Trump on this indictment, whether you hate him or not. Because this indictment is not about Trump. 
This indictment is an assault on the rights of all of us to speak our minds and to say what we think and not be required to say what the government tells us we can say. That's what's going on here. I mean, they, they have in the indictment, well, uh, his, his attorney general came to him and told him the election was not stolen. On the other hand, I went through a document last night from Senator William Ligon, submitted at the end of December of 2020, uh, signed off on by almost every Republican in the state Senate of, uh, of uh, Georgia, that they held uh, 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 30 hours of hearings and had come to the conclusion that the election was fraudulent. And then they listed about 40 witnesses with specific testimony. Now, he has every right to credit that. He doesn't have to believe what the government believed. And and if you realize at that time, and you already did, that your attorney general was sitting on the hard drive for a year, would you believe him? My advice to him was, you can't believe there's something wrong with Barr, and we got to find out why he sat on the hard drive. I watched him being interviewed today. Not a stinking, lousy reporter will ask him. That's such an obvious question. Mr. Barr, did you know about the hard drive going back a year and a half? Did you ever take the time to listen to it? Do you realize it contradicts everything you said? That it makes the impeachment proceeding a mockery? And you let it happen as a, as a chief enforcement over the United States? It happened on your watch because you read it and you didn't enforce it? Or you were too damn lazy to read it? So I don't think you should have an opinion here because you, you, you're either too damn crooked or you're too damn lazy. The minute the minute I heard about the hard drive and that the FBI had it for a year and validated it a year early, I said, there's something wrong with Barr. Somebody's got something on that guy. We'll be back very shortly. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, and we are, ba- we are back. Uh, it really is a rather small crowd, Ted, outside uh, that I see, at least, what they're showing on television. Uh, it's a very sparse crowd outside the courthouse. Maybe they realized they weren't going to get to see him. Much smaller than, like, in New York. But, of course, the one in New York, he, they made a big a big show out of it. These federal things are handled with a little more dignity. A little, little more class. And, Mayor, you're right, a very small crowd. Um, not many people there, which is interesting. It's usually a busy time of the year in that part of Washington, D.C., with all the tourist groups. In a way, a lot of those 98% Democrats are probably on vacation, and there are a lot of tourists there. Uh, a lot of tourists Maybe are not even aware of what's going on. i got to tell you, I, I look at Pence now, and I say to myself, wow. What a weakling. What a weakling. I mean, let's, let's listen. Let's listen to his, let's let him sh- shoot himself in the foot. Let's listen to, um, number 18 about, um, and how he's turned on, on Trump. Let's be clear on this point. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, the president, uh, specifically asked me and his, gaggle of uh of crackpot lawyers asked me 
to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in, uh, in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives, and literally chaos would have ensued. He's a big liar. First of all, the crackpot lawyers, uh, unless he doesn't remember, they didn't include me because I never got to talk to him. His chief of staff was afraid to let me uh, talk to him because I'm too damn persuasive. I think he was afraid I'd, I'd you know, talk him into it. Because you can talk him. The last guy that talks to him usually gets his way. This is a very weak man. And that's why they protected him so much. But Eastman did get a chance to talk to him and a couple of others. These people are so much better educated than him. For him to call them crackpots is ridiculous. I don't know what kind of lawyer he was, but Eastman went to the third best law school in the country. He was the dean of law school. He's written books on constitutional law. And he's got, you know, twice Pence's intellect. So shut up, Pence. And 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 you would not, as far as I know, now I wasn't at the meeting with him, but this is what I concluded based on the advice of Professor uh, Eastman and my own research and everything else, that although it was debatable, and many legal principles are debatable, there was a good argument that could be made that he could send it back for a delay and a re-analysis by the legislatures that had written to him and asked for that. He's lying to you. Don't don't do this religious crap, Pence. Cut it. Anybody who does too much of that, we'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, and I am... Uh, I am uh, looking right now at the indictment, and it says here that co-conspirator number one lied when he claimed to have letters from five legislatures begging us to send electors' slates to the legislatures for review and call for trial by combat. This will tell you the depth of of, uh, Jack Smith's uh, uh, mendacity, his ability to lie and cheat. First of all, I did have five letters, if this is me. And number two, the trial by combat has been corrected so often, he has to have, he has to have known that he did exactly what um, he falsely accuses Trump of. He lied. Uh, trial by combat was surrounded by sentences uh, that were very clear that I was talking about I was talking about comparing the uh, legitimate voting machine with the voting machines used in the election to see how they functioned. And whoever won, I think I said, if I, if you win, I'll apologize. And, and if I win, you go to jail. No one took it as having anything to do with violence. Now, you don't have to rely on me. The crooked uh, Senate House committee sued me for this. In D.C., where you can't win. Before a judge that was appointed by Obama, the judge dismissed the case against me in part because of the mischaracterization of this, which Jack Smith, the unethical prosecutor that he is, doesn't bother to clarify in the interest of being a fair and impartial prosecutor. My case was dismissed largely in, in, in part because of the, of the misconstruction of what he misconstrues here on purpose. And uh, he's never bothered to check if I had letters or not. I do have 
letters. It, there's possibility they were four and not five. I've got to go check. But I just I just looked at the one last night from from Georgia uh, that came from Senator Ligon and the report that he sent along with it, in which he shows them why the results that were sent were were wrong, and he has the names of the people who were who were excluded as um, as uh, inspectors. He has the people who testified to having seen pristine ballots, absentee ballot. A pristine absentee ballot has to be a phony absentee ballot because an absentee ballot has to be folded in order to be in the envelope that verifies it because you don't sign the absentee ballot so that it can remain a secret ballot. You sign the envelope on the outside, and then you compare that signature, and you have members of both campaigns there. They never did that. Nor would they ever turn over a piece of paper to me or to our experts, Yvonne Pulitzer. They never turned over a single piece of paper out of millions for us to check forensically. Uh, I can guarantee you the ones that were pristine would have come out as phony. There also was a witness who says she saw a batch of votes, uh, uh, to be specific, 110. Uh, they were... Um, 108 for Biden and two for Trump. And they look like uh, they had been marked off by a machine because they all had exactly the same marking. This is testimony that was submitted to, to, to the Congress. So how can you say that Trump didn't have a basis for that? And how can you say, uh, how can you penalize me or the other lawyers? I'm supposed to ignore that and, and agree with them? I'm supposed to agree with my opposition, and if I don't, I go to jail? I mean, that's what they did in Nazi Germany. I mean, these people are nuts. And to do this, to do this uh, trial by combat thing, this is complete deception. It tells you everything you need to know about the guy. The last count here, I think the last count is conspiracy. Oh, no, no, no. The last count, I don't even understand it. Obstruction of an, att- an attempt, an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding. Well, which is it? I mean, the prosecutor has to make a choice. Oh, maybe it was obstruction. Maybe it was an attempt. Maybe it was nothing. This, I, if I were a judge, this would be thrown out. We call it sua sponte. I'd say, hey, Jack, figure out what it is and come back. Oh, and by the way, this court has already ruled that Giuliani had nothing to do with the incitement and that that comment was misconstrued. And you're a damn liar for putting that in. Oh, and by the way, uh, you just happened to have missed the last words of Trump's speech. Go peacefully and patriotically. You don't think that has relevance to whether he incited or not, you lying bum? You didn't leave that out on purpose, you slimy hitman. How many politicians have you wrongly prosecuted because they're Republicans? What the hell is wrong with you? You disgrace the position of prosecutor. So, I, can't, I don't have the time for all the lies in here. This is a piece of crap that should get you. This should get you disbarred, and it should be dismissed. This is not an indictment. This is an attack on a man's First Amendment rights. 
He had every right to contest this election. And this would be a violation of the First Amendment, even if it were true and the lies were were correct. But these are all lies, too. The First Amendment uh, permits you to lie. I know that sounds strange, but just think about it. If it didn't, everybody would go to jail for lying. Everybody would be in jail. Certainly everybody in Congress would be in jail. Pence would be in jail. He's lying. He's lying like a stuffed pig right now. Let's go to uh, let's go to Charles in Brooklyn. Wow, Giuliani. Yep, this is Giuliani. Wow, good to speak to you. Uh, I can't believe that Barr knew three months ahead about the laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, why wasn't a special prosecutor placed on that case right away? And I'm pretty sure the feds, the FBI, knew that laptop was real. Okay, so and you know it was real. You, you know, you, you know well, more than me about that laptop. Well, they knew it was real before I did. So here, here, here's no, the, here. why wasn't a why wasn't a special prosecutor? I don't because because there's something wrong with Barr. Uh, the, 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 the bar pretended to be fair and impartial and he was corrupt. I mean, you have to be corrupt to cover up that lap, laptop. Now, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one possibility. He didn't know about it, which makes him the laziest attorney general that ever lived. And therefore he should keep his mouth shut because we shouldn't be listening to any opinion from a lazy bum like that. But I think he did know about it. I don't know when. The FBI got it in, what was it like, uh, the, the FBI validated it in December of 2019. That's when they were sure that it was Hunter Biden's laptop, not uh, the product of Russian disinformation. Despite that, they let uh, uh, Biden and the entire media circulate that to well after the election. They let Biden lie on national television in a presidential debate and say that uh, that uh, I was a pawn of the Russian government in, in producing that and that Trump was working with the Russian government. They knew that was not true. And Barr did nothing to correct any of that. And then when the extraordinary censorship of the hard drive occurred, that's never happened in American history before, highly relevant information to a, president, a presidential election, probably would have prevented the election of a lifetime crook as president. Barr sat on it. And when he sits on it, it's pretty hard to see it. Nobody's asked him. Isn't it strange? It is a relevant question. If you're at all, even slightly fair, it's a relevant question. Why did you suppress the hard drive? Why did you let Trump be accused of using Russian disinformation. Why didn't you contradict the 51 liars who said it was Russian disinformation when the FBI seven months earlier had concluded it wasn't officially with scientific tests? I mean, there's only one conclusion I can come to. You're crooked. You, you suck up to the bar and the establishment and you're such a deep part of uh, the sewer that you can't get out of it. And also, you know, I know this sounds silly, but I know Washington and Barr, uh, Barr does show up at lots of events. He's like a bar association guy. Uh, I never consider them, you know, really much of, much of anything. Not, 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 not like really real people. They show up for the cocktail parties and the, 
And he he knew if he if he helped uh, reelect Trump, he he wouldn't be part of that ever for the rest of his life. He knew they would do to him what they do to me. I prefer what they do to me and being able to look in the mirror and know no matter what they say, I'm telling the truth. I I'd rather not be a, a rat scumbag. Thank you. Uh, so now we'll go to Paul in New Jersey. Uh, Mr. Giuliani, pleasure to speak with you. Pleasure to speak with you. Um, uh, my my uncle was a, a Vietnam uh, War veteran. He recently passed away a couple of years ago. I'm sorry. And, and a, God bless him for his service. Yeah, uh, he was a um, an accomplished writer as well and a, a poet oh, of wow. sorts. Kind of an interesting guy, you know. Um, but he he had a he was a, a published uh, author and everything, and he he had an interesting poem, very short one that I wanted to read that I think Please. sort of sums up the situation we're in currently now. All right, here it is. I'm just going to read it. <clears throat> Your tits belong to me. Okay, Give that's them all right. to me. I tell you what. I tell you what. Why don't you get a job? Jeez. Come on. We got important things to talk about. This this sort of interferes with people's ability to discuss things that are really that are really Im, 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 important. Let's go to Robert in Brooklyn. Hi, Rudy. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Robert. Um, I just uh, before I get to my question for you, I just want to point out one of the most selfless people, the most caring people, Donald Trump, who went down that escalator, get everything. Is giving everything for his country is being crucified. An attorney like you, one of the most honorable, decent attorneys, you're being defamed. Your legal practice is being taken from you. Everything they say is a lie. Robert Kennedy, one of the, suffered greatly. His uncle was assassinated. His father was assassinated. They won't even give him secret service protection. They're mutilating our kids. And if anyone has a question, which side is evil and which side is good just think about what's going on over here now my question to you is this judge is is, is ridiculous uh, like you pointed out yesterday and michael van mentioned this judge nine times has said gave, gave a harsher sentence than even this demented prosecution right. of the january 6th the case right. now my question for you is this my question for you is this this is my question for you my question is, and then not to mention all the constitutional violations, and you mentioned the First Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, um, and also you mentioned yesterday about this judge even used the term insurrection. My concern is this. This judge is an extremist and capable of anything. It could be she's even corrupt. Could she, this judge, even without having charges, without even having amended charges, uh, try to find Donald Trump? Uh, whether it's amended or not, the charges to guilty of insurrection and would uh, possibly mess no. up Donald Trump's. Now, that's one question. Question number two is the Supreme Court. Is there any way that, you know, because this is a horrible persecution of Donald Trump and his attorneys. And, the, and it, actually, it's not just the, it's the whole American people. It's an interference in the election. Is there any way that the U.S. Supreme Court could sort circuit this? And you could appeal directly to the U.S. Supreme Court to get this intellection to do something about this persecution. The the short answer to it is not apparently. Uh, in order to get to the Supreme Court, and I know this is kind of uh, strange, but you got to get convicted. Uh, so uh, you make a motion. You, you he will make a motion to dismiss based on the fact that this is not a proper indictment that it doesn't indict for a crime and that it violates free speech. 
and a number of other things. And that, that that's a very good motion. As you heard Dershowitz say, a number. I mean, I must have heard thirty lawyers say that this case gets eventually thrown out. Once once reading this indictment, you, you, this is a this is he's being he's being a charge for disagreeing with them. He has a different view than they do. Plus, he's got evidence for it. They say the evidence he has is wrong. He says the evidence they have is wrong. That, that This would mean that anybody that disagreed with the government should go to jail. They're lying. You can't defend somebody. If I, if I couldn't do what I did, I couldn't have defended. I just said, oh, yes, yes, Barr. Yeah, that's right, Barr. You're the guy who sat on the hard drive. Uh, you're a, a, a stinking liar, and I got to take your... I mean, the minute he did that, I didn't trust a damn thing that he said. He also said that he asked the U.S. attorneys to investigate. I know for a fact that he told the U.S. attorney in Philadelphia not to investigate. I know for a fact that he ordered the U.S. attorney in in Georgia not to investigate. I don't know if they're going to have the guts to stand up for it. Everybody walks out. I can't believe how many people, you know, ultimately said, oh, I didn't really believe the election was stolen. And they were like maniacs on the fact that it was stolen. I mean, uh, the 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 foxhole got empty uh, when they when they started talking about disbarring you. Uh, that somehow uh, it turns when they say they're going to disbar you, it has the opposite effect. Instead of being an honest lawyer, you start to lie, and actually, then you should be disbarred. We'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am back uh, with the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers is there for our heroes in uniform, there for their family should they lose their lives, and there for them should they use the, the, the use of their limbs or be catastrophically injured. They build homes, smart homes for them, ingenious and beautiful and wonderful. And they take care of the mortgage and, and, and give them the kind of moral support also that you need at a time like this and let them know how very important these people are to us, how very special they are. And in an era in which we've got public servants that are stinking up the United States, to know that we have these people, and they're really the majority, keeps me going. Fork over the 11 bucks, huh? Not that much. Every week, every month rather. And then uh, Frank Siller and all those wonderful people can keep up their good work. I need, I need because we, uh, this is all done to distract us. And because I fall into it because I start analyzing what's going on with this case. Uh, uh, the most important thing that's in the papers today is the clarification of Archer's testimony with, of course, uh, another hero, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. And, uh, he said things like, it's categorically false that Joe Biden had no knowledge in his son's business or knowledge of it. He was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. Joe was the brand that we were selling. That alone convicts him. How often has he said, I didn't know any of them. I didn't know anything about them. I never talked to Hunter about them. I never talked to my brother about them. I deliberately didn't want to know and didn't know. Every time he did that, it's an individual false exculpatory statement that you would put in evidence against him, and then a judge, as long as he didn't have one that's as biased as this one, would charge the jury that from that alone you can infer guilt. 
It's called a false exculpatory statement, and before this is over, I'm going to teach it to you. You're going to, in fact, before it's over, if you listen to this show, you'll be an expert on evidence. The other one that's dramatic evidence is uh, the son, Hunter, writing to his uh, niece. For 30 years, I've paid all the expenses of this family and had to give half my income to Pop. That's called an admission. It's an exception to the hearsay rule, and it's allowed into evidence for the truth of what's asserted into it by it. Now, you can you, you can dispute it, unless, of course, we use the Biden rules in which we put you in jail for disputing it. But it's, it's, it's very powerful evidence. You don't usually have as clear a recitation of the RICO contract, how the money was distributed, half, and then you got little pieces that prove it, like the 50000 in rent that Hunter was paying his father for the house that he, Hunter, bought. Think about that. You're paying rent? And you own the house. Sounds like you're laundering 50, 50 grand to him to make up the half of the income you got to fork over to him for 30 years. You have to fork over to the head of the crime family, Joe. Uh, so I would like to end by playing, if we have the time, number 14. This is Devin Archer in his own words. We don't have the time. Well, I'm going to tell you what he said. Devin Archer said that, you know this stuff about it was about the weather and da, 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 that that liar Goldman did. I mean, he's taken the place of Schiff as the biggest liar in Congress. Devin Archer said that uh, the president had specific knowledge of everybody that was at the meeting. Uh, they were some of the biggest crooks in the world, by the way. Uh, uh, we'll explain the significance of that tomorrow, and I'll be on tonight at eight. I'll be back tomorrow at three. Who knows what's going to happen? God bless America and uh, look after uh, President Trump. It's a tragedy what they're doing to him.